This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is an Arsenal phone-in show. Uh, it is uh, a phone-in show that I promised that I said I would be doing over the last couple of days or so. Um, in the kind of fallout, uh, if you like, to not only the defeat against Brighton, but of course also the situations beyond just that game. Um, and the wider context to what it means for Arsenal's season and the reaction that we've seen amongst supporters uh, in the wake of that defeat as well. Um, it is being a phone-in show. Uh, I mean, I lay out the rules. Uh, I'm pretty sure I have a uh, ticker tape thing that I can put on the bottom, which also usually uh, lays them out as well if I can find it, uh, which I'll try to do so shortly. Um, but basically, uh, if you would like to come on the show, and I'll talk through kind of the mission statement, if you like, in a second. 18 plus, um, webcam and uh, a microphone, quiet place to record, and of course also uh, a good internet connection because no one likes listening to someone who's kind of fuzzy and robotic and sounding like a Dalek. So that would be very much uh, appreciated as well. I think I've pretty much tweeted the rules as well. Uh, So yes, there we go. I can now copy and paste that. I don't know why this wasn't done beforehand, but it should be there. Now, there it is. So yeah, 18 plus, have a good internet connection, quiet place, even though it says quiet place to record, great. Uh, microphone as well, just edit that. And uh, and a good internet connection as well. Of course, a microphone and webcam uh, are also appreciated. So if you could, right. So let me throw up the mission statement so you can kind of get your head around why we're doing this. Uh, over the last couple of days or so, we've been talking about kind of the breakdown of, of everything. So here in three bullet points are my feelings that a lot of people, I say a lot of people, kind of the minority, I think, of the people that have watched the last couple of days of worth of shows have disagreed with. Firstly, Arsenal have, in my period, in my uh, experience uh, and in my opinion, have experienced success this season through the evident progression that has been made. 
Arsenal, secondly, did not bottle the title. Two key factors determine the outcome. Injuries combined with Man City's industrial winning form and experience. And thirdly, Mikel Arteta is the best thing to happen to Arsenal in the last decade plus. And at this point in time, is certainly capable of leading us towards a potential title. They are my three key statements. Now, I initially kind of want to hear from people that disagree with one, two, three, you know, as many of them as you like, <laughs> to be honest, as many of these statements as you like. Um, I'd love to hear from people that don't agree because it creates debate. It creates discussion. I've left a link to the uh, to the phone in uh, in the stream yard. Now, what has tended to happen on some of these shows is that we've struggled. <laughs> we've struggled. Um, with people that are willing, with people that want to to come on the show um, and or that are willing to kind of discuss that differing point of view for whatever reason. Now, when I put out a, a poll the other day, which might get brought up uh, at some point in this show, 95% of people kind of sat on the side of things of which I share the view of. Um, so we'll be patient at first. But if, of course, it happens that we don't have anyone that's too... Uh, <laughs> against these points of view, uh, then we will obviously open up the call to hear from people that just want to voice their opinion on the season and voice their opinion. Uh, now, what we're going to do off, uh, I'm just going to read a couple of comments. I'm happy to say that we've got a caller in the, uh, and callers uh, waiting as well already, which is good news. Uh, you'll be glad to hear. Let's uh, let's jump into the chat box and get a couple of uh, points as well. Um, <laughs> Robert says, Tom, you've been appointed as the czar of all things Arsenal. What would be the one thing that you do to change and improve the team. Uh, Robert, thank you for your question. In short, sign that world-class midfielder. I think we have to add that world-class midfielder. That would be a priority for me this summer um, and making sure that we can get it done, of course, as well. Right, let's uh, let's bring in our first caller today. Elliot uh, is going to join us. Elliot, how are you doing? You're good, you're well, my friend? I am well, sir. How are you? How are you? How are you? I'm very good. Now, Elliot, I do remember you joined me at the end of January um, pretty angry at the signings of Jorginho and Trossard. Who, can, we, can we admit that both of them did quite well in the end? <laughs> well, outside of that little mishap by Trossard on that third goal, let's, let's, yeah. let's, let's be fair and frank, that was uh, on him. But um, no, they did. I mean, listen, uh, Jorginho has been a very good signing for us, Trossard as well. Uh, they helped keep our place. It's uh, unfortunate that we had to uh, have injuries and, and put us out of uh, title contention uh, finally as mm. of this weekend. But, um, you know, these things happen and uh, it is very much hope that, uh, you know, Arteta, Edu and the Cronkies, uh, you know, do their due diligence and get that money out. And because we have the black card this summer and so we have to make amends. Absolutely. Um, so which of my three or more than one is it that you're kind of taking umbrage with, if you like? Right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Arsenal have experienced success this season through the evidence of progression made. E yes, uh, they have success. They have succeeded. They have uh, progressed. We have only asked for top four. Yeah. And, and uh, they have surpassed well, that. Yeah. Yeah. Go yeah. on. Keep going. They have surpassed that. And uh, so they have succeeded in that in that uh, assessment. Uh, Arsenal did not ball the title. Two key factors determine the outcome. Injuries combined with Man City's industrial winning form and experience. Listen, you're absolutely right on that second point. Man City is a machine. Uh, I I I uh, use this analogy uh, where Man Man City is a Formula One car, let's say a Red Bull. Uh, we are a pace car at the moment, and we had a very sizable lead uh, 
But sooner or later, if things start breaking down, uh, we were going to get lapped. And that's exactly what happened in this instance. And we are going to get passed by uh, by uh, the likes of, uh, of Man City, who have 18 players of elite quality and, you know, who eventually uh, pipped us at, at, at the post. Our job right now is to build a squad that is elite, unfortunately, uh, by all accounts and purpose, intent and purposes. Xhaka will not be there next year. Uh, so uh, that's another cog out of there. So we need two solid midfielders. So again, uh, your second point is valid. It's a valid point. Third one, Mikel Mikel is the best thing to happen in Arsenal the last decade plus, and at this point, certain, uh, uh, certainly leading us and pointing towards the title. We are moving towards the title, yes. We are succeeding towards the title, but we need titles, and he only has one trophy in the last four years. So we're going into the fifth season now. So I want to see a trophied year. I think mm. it's imperative on Arteta that he has to bring us some sort of silverware next season. If we do not see that, then his his position is under review, uh, in my estimation, and uh, uh, in the estimation of a lot of supporters out there. Okay, fair enough. So let's let's create a hypothetical scenario. So next season, Arsenal again challenge for the title. Let's say they push Man City even closer than they did this time. Let's say it goes down to the last game of the season and we still miss out and we don't win a trophy. Are you still thinking Arteta's position is still under consideration? We are here at this point. We want to, yes, I, I mean, listen, City, City. And we understand that. But the fact of the matter is he has got to put a lot more emphasis. Now, Champions League is one thing, but in terms of the FA Cup, in terms of the League Cup, he's got to put a lot more emphasis on those trophies. If you have a bigger squad, we can go in there and we can really challenge for those uh, for those titles, for that silverware. So I want to see a bigger effort. So if he does not have that sort of thing, yeah, I mean, his his – his uh, running of the squad has got to be called into question, quite simply. We're into our fifth season with only one trophy, and you know, not many managers have the sort of trust that we've built into Arteta and still stay in the squad, uh, stay in the team uh, with uh, with only one trophy in the trophy cabinet. We have to we, that has to change as of next season. I think he's got to really go gung ho at the League Cup and the FA Cup and really drive to make us. Because we've gone out with a whimper the last few years, uh, Tom. You, you and I know that. We've gone out with a whimper, and yeah, yeah. and uh, we we cannot have that sort of, uh, you know, you know, a lack of success in in these instances. Now he's a he's a seasoned manager now. Five years. You're 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 not just a rookie. You're not just a guy walking in there and 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 everything's new and and and, and shiny and you're. You know, totally taken aback by all things that come your way. You are an Arsenal manager. You're one of the you're the, a manager of one of the biggest sides in the world. Yeah, you and you have a you are to be a judge on a certain level of success. This is a very successful club domestically, absolutely not in Europe, but domestically, yes. And if we do not see those sort of um, those sort of titles come into the squad, then it has to be under review. Although you have progressed and you put uh, pulled them, uh, you know, you pulled City. Closer to life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. 
They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The wire uh, that, that you know, can be said. But listen, not only does Arteta have to be under review, but also the Cronkies have to be under review right here. They have to back their managers this summer. There's no doubt about that. There's they're, no doubt about that. I want to I see a record summer spend um, this summer and I want to see us getting our priority targets. I think that's Edu's mission. You know, beyond obviously improving our sales, which needs to improve, we have to get the players that we want, which is Declan Rice or Caicedo. One of those two has to come through the door for yep. me. They're clearly the players that we want. And wh- whoever it turns out to be our key defensive target or our key forward target, I don't really know if we know who those players are yet, but whoever we start hearing are being bidded on, you know, we need to make sure that we're we're getting those players. So I agree with you. So to kind of round, round up the points, you agree that we have experienced success this season through the evidence of progression that we've made. Relatively, you agree yes. that we've not bottled the title and that the Man City factor for you is the key reason why we didn't win it. Indeed, and yeah. Third, and thirdly, Mikel Arteta, do you agree is the best thing to happen to Arsenal in the last decade plus? Did you agree we, with that? Yeah, I agree with that point. Uh, he has brought us back to prominence. Let's let's face facts. Let's 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 not uh, let's not let's call it spade a spade. Um, he has brought us back to a level of respect, a level of uh, prominence, and where we want to be, where we should be. Uh, we are now a title contending side, uh, whether uh, you know by hook or by crook. We are where we are. We are at the levels of a Liverpool. We are at the levels of uh, of a City. We are one of those title con- contending clubs, not not only here, but in the future. And it's up to Arteta to uh, keep us there. And just going back to my last point, Adu's, um, you know, his his job is under review as well, because, again, he, he needs to make a big signing this summer. There's no doubt about that. He has not made a big signing yet. Jesus... That was pretty much a you know a, you know a mull you know just an easy one you know or a mulligan as they say in 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 in, in golf parlance and I'm sure you know about that and it's time that Adu uh, gets in a big guy this summer I I mean he missed out on Mudrick this uh, in January that was something that uh, I don't know if the club or him uh, you know who dropped the ball but you know at the end of the day we didn't uh, get our our target although Trossard is a good addition let me say that but. We need to see a big man coming through. Either Rice, Caicedo, or both have to be in the door this summer. If they, if we don't, if they do not, and we only see also Rans coming through the door, then Adu's job is under review as well. Elliot, thank you so much, mate, for your time. I really appreciate it, my friend. Good job. Keep up the good work, Tom, and I'll be listening. I gotta buy a cap. That's true. <laughs> you can buy a cap. That's a great promotion. Yeah, you can indeed do that lovely stuff uh thank you to elliot really appreciate your time my friends lovely stuff um let's uh let's jump into the chat box so i actually had someone lined up uh who was coming on next and then as soon as <laughs> as soon as elliot went they disappeared off my screen which is a shame hopefully they return uh let's jump into the chat box i've just left a link if you do want to join if you do want to have your say whether you would 
disagree with these mission statements, let me know. Uh, as is back, I'm hoping. Uh, he is indeed. As, how you doing, mate? You good, Joel? Not bad, sir. How are you? Yeah, very good, thank you, mate. Very good, thank you. Uh, talk to me. Uh, these kind of three points, Where are you, where's your head at? Yeah, do you know what? I actually agree with you on the first and the third point. So mm. I definitely think that Mikel Teta is one for the future. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, I can see him winning his titles if he's given the right sort of backing and the right kind of investment, obviously. Um, well, I slightly, well, but I don't think I disagree with you on the second point. What I would say is we did bottle the league, but here's the thing. That word bottle has got negative connotations to it, and it's not really, it's it's not a bad thing if you bottle something. Um, that's my opinion. Um, I mean, too many people get hung up on saying, you know, if you bottle the league, it's, it's negative, it's a bad thing. And in a way it is, but I think every success comes from an element of failure. You have to fail so you can learn from those mistakes and then improve and get better. So we did bottle, but then that's going to happen when you have a young, an experienced squad with a young and experienced manager. And I think given time, if we can keep that group of players together for a number of years, it will gain that experience from being title contenders. And eventually at some point we will win. I do think we need to add as well to that squad, maybe with a bit of experience as well, but I do think we have a good squad of players who in time will win titles. Um, so yeah, we did bought to it, but you know what? I'm actually okay with that. Um, as long as we improve, as long as we learn from it. I always said, and I, th I think many of the more um, rational and logical Arsenal fans would agree with this, is the fact that this is always going to be a project. And like any project, it's not something that's going to be resolved within a year or a couple of years. Um, it can take many years. Um, and if you think of where we were two years ago and where we were last year, We've shown good improvement and we came so, so close to winning it, which would have been well above expectations. Um, so I'm convinced that if we buy the right squad players, and that's going to be crucial this summer, is getting in the right number of players and the right type of players, then I think we can go on and win. I think it's just unfortunate that we have to face off every season against the juggernaut as Manchester City. Um, yeah. It's even... Even if we do buy correctly in the summer, it's always going to be a challenge to, to face. I mean, you can see what they're doing against Real Madrid. They're taking Real Madrid right down to the last, right down to the wires. So, I mean, the game tonight, I think it's going to be a, a very, very close game. And if you can challenge Real Madrid to that level, then all the other teams in the Premier League are going to struggle as well. But I do think we have the right manager. He's learned under Pep. Um, I think if we get the right squad of players in, the, the one thing I do slightly disagree, and it's kind of slightly off your, your mission statements, but one point I do disagree with you on, Tom, is on Rice. I don't rate Rice as highly as you do. Um, okay. In all honesty, I've never watched, I, don't, I haven't watched all of West Ham's games, mm. but from what I have seen, Rice, he's had one or two really good games, but then in other games, he tends to kind of go missing, I feel. And I kind of question that if he's competing at the highest level, um, for example, in the Champions League, is he going to be good enough to compete at that level? I know he's done well internationally, and that's the one thing in his favour, is that he's done well for England. So potentially he has competed at that level, and he can do that same thing for the Champions League. But I kind of feel as if there are better central midfielders out there that can replace Xhaka. Um, 
Caicedo for me is is the one. That is the one priority that I want. I think if we're going to get one signing, it has to be him because he's been consistent. He's been phenomenal for for Brighton. Um, he's a definite improvement. I think if you have him in your midfield, I mean, you saw what he did to us <laughs> with the weekend, which I, I want to try and forget, but you can't deny what kind of a player he is. He's an amazing player. Um, I do think we need two central midfielders, so if we can get Caicedo and someone else, um, but I, I don't feel as if Rice is the answer. Okay, no, I think that's a lot. I, I, you're not the first person <laughs> to come to me and say they've got their reservations about Declan Rice, and especially with the amount of money that's being associated with that transfer, it's a it's an investment that you have to get right. So, asking yeah. questions about it is absolutely fair. For me, I like Rice a lot because I think that he's shown, especially in the, like the second half of this season, is is the technical level that people I think maybe underestimated in his game. How he is on the ball, how he can progress the ball. I think he's in the last two months actually has been brilliant which for us sucks because it's going to increase the price you know on what we would have to pay potentially and give them a much stronger negotiating position consistency wise are we going to be able to see you know that the world-class level of performances i'm hopeful that we will i think for england you know he's absolutely a, a starter for england every time he plays you know I'm, oh, yeah. it's difficult to see a bad performance in you know in those big competitions he's always stood out for me he's always played well in those big tournaments that he's played for for England which is the highest level he's been able to play at beyond the Premier League obviously restricted by playing at West Ham so would we'll be interesting to see how they get on in the conference league semis and maybe final as well they've got that lead over RZ Alkmaar at the moment as well so that'll be a good kind of litmus test too but ultimately, we're only going to see proof in the pudding as, you know, and if we do indeed sign him and if he comes in, either, you know, you'll be encouraged to, to, to say, you know what, maybe I was wrong or maybe I'll be sitting here saying, wow, I really overrated Declan Rice. You know, one of us will, will end up being, you know, uh, enlightened to the either way of you. But as thank you for your time. I've got a lot of people waiting, so I, I'm encouraged yeah, sure. to, to get the thoughts on. But I really appreciate you jumping on, mate. I really do. No worries, mate. Take care. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, pal. Have a good one. Much appreciate as uh, for jumping on. Um, uh, by the way, those that are waiting, uh, make sure you've got your cameras turned on. Uh, otherwise, uh, I can't prioritize you. Uh, I need uh, for there's a number of reasons why we have to have cameras. One being, of course, so I can do a visual check to make sure you're over the age of 18, uh, which you need to be to be able to join the uh, the stream. Um, let's go to on my next on my list was Wilson. Wilson, I've got you next, mate. How are you doing, my friend? Good evening, Tom. Good evening, Tom. I'm good. Uh, How are you? Um, well, for, for the first time on your channel, I'm wearing a tie because obviously I finished work, obviously. And no, uh, that's not the reason. You wore a tie because you were coming on the show. That's that's the only reason you've got a tie on. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me which one of the three points, if there is just one, or maybe there's more that you're disagreeing <sighs> with. If I'm going to be completely honest. We need to be real. We need to be real. Nobody, now, nobody expected us to finish in the top four last season. We came close to being it. We, we, you know, we came close to finishing in the top four. And secondly, nobody expected us to be challenging for the title. We've done better than what we expected. I felt the signings of Gabby Jesus and Chichenko have massively benefited the team massively. Even though at times they were injured, at least they've shown their presence, you know, on the bench and everything, blah, blah, blah. And a lot of people saying Arsenal have bottled it, this and that. To be honest with you, unfortunately, we're facing a juggernaut of Manchester City mm. because they are experienced, they've got quality players, 
their strength in depth. They're years ahead of us. And they got Haaland. Haaland, my word. He's taken them to a different level. Um, yeah. I felt Arsenal have done very well this season, but I just felt in the last couple of weeks, I felt our complacency, silly mistakes have cost us big time. The, mm. the Liverpool game, we've threw it away. The West Ham game for me angered me the most, really infuriated me because, like, what was party? Like, party gave, party basically gave the ball away. Declan Rice capitalised on it, and West Ham just raised their game. And it's just our silly mistakes that have cost us. And and also, Tom, you pointed out about Arteta's in-game management. I've been banging on this drum for a month now. Arteta's in-game management has to improve, Tom. It has to improve. Like some of these substitutions, sometimes he doesn't make the right ones. Sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he's not quick enough. They're too slow. I mean, on the other day against Brighton, why on earth was he taking two midfielders off for? Like, it, it just weakened us as a result of it. In terms of the Brighton game, Tom, we were poor. Absolutely awful. Brighton outplayed us, and they were the far better team, and there's no excuses for it. Um, you know in the chat says, well done, Wilson. He will not win us the title. Do you think that that's true? Is EL quoting you correctly? Do you think Arteta is incapable of winning Arsenal a title? Um, I feel, if I'm honest... I feel like probably next season or the season after, we need signings. We need signings mm. as far as I'm concerned. And I said this time and time again, we need at least minimum of two midfielders. We need two midfielders that, that will strengthen our midfield completely. I feel like we definitely will need another winger to help Saka out because Saka has been, you know, Saka's been brilliant this season, but he's been, he's, you know, in the last couple of games, either he's tired or he's always always not in his best form. We need somebody to help him out because there's no you way on earth that Saka yeah, can be playing. The you want and the forward that you want, and I assume the defenders that you probably want. Do you think he's able to get us to a title? I, if I'm honest, I'm hopeful. I am hopeful. <laughs> I am hopeful because I tell you why I'm hopeful because. Because of the progression we've made, the type of football we're playing, and most of our performances this season has been brilliant. It's just, unfortunately, in the last couple of games, it's just we were panicking, silly mistakes, and our complacency have cost us, really. And, you know, Arteta's game management has to improve in terms of his substitutions, the timing of them, etc., etc. And this bottle thing, this bottle thing, come on now. I mean... Come on, like our other rival fans are laughing at us. Why not? They're they laughing at us because we, we would know be laughing at them if they bottled things. You know, I, it's you know, I talked about this I on the lounge. I just, don't, I just don't understand it, Tom. It's baffling. Well, the thing is, like, I, I understand it because if Spurs dropped out of top four or if United blew a title, everybody would be laughing at them, Tom. I'd, I'd be laughing at them because I'm an Arsenal fan. What I don't get is our own Arsenal fans determined to jump into comment sections and jump into chat boxes and say, We bottled it. You know, that, that I find it a bit strange. Come I don't on, man. Look, come on. Happened, happened. 
it's baffling, Tom. It's absolutely baffling. How, how can some Arsenal fans, yeah? Hang on a minute, because that reminds me of something. There was one Arsenal fan I watched on the other day in one of the Arsenal fan TV channels, right? Believes that Arteta should go. Are yeah. they mad? What are they smoking over there? I mean, oh, oh, it just gets my head in, Tom. Arteta's been brilliant for the last, uh, I think, nearly three years or so. We're progressing. The team's improving. Our performances, our performances are getting better. But one of the Arsenal fans to have the gall to say Arteta should be going is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. We and we're only going going to get better, Tom. And our and and. And, you know, and all of the other rival fans, they will not be laughing until next year. Believe me, they won't. And I'm not giving up any hope on Arsenal whatsoever. And I watched your video, I think it was this morning and then on the other day. You were spot on of what you said. Absolutely spot on of, of, of what you said. Nobody should be taking that away from Arsenal because we've been brilliant. It's just, unfortunately, we virtually got beaten by a better team, which is Manchester City. Simple as that. Thank you for your time. I think you've raised points really well. And, uh, you know, I, I'm glad that you're hopeful about the new season coming up and, and what we might do. Um, I'm going to get a new caller on, but thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Anytime, time, Anytime. Pleasure. Pleasure, my friend. Uh, let's bring Onyx Lens, who's been waiting very patiently uh, in our uh, waiting list to come on. Onyx, how are you doing, my friend? You good? You well? Tom, all good, all good, man. How are you? Can you hear me okay? I'm very good. We've had so many back and forths on Twitter over the years. It's nice to put a face to the Twitter account. <laughs> Listen, man, I, you know, I love your work. I love everything that you do. I know sometimes, you know, a lot of stuff may get, you know, lost in translation with regards to, you know, how it comes across. Yeah. Social no media, mate. Hey, listen, no disrespect at all. I, I, I appreciate your hustle and respect it. Um, yeah, I think, you know, my only... My only problem with Arteta is I think he's very talented. Like, that's clear. He learned a lot under Pep. Um, I think we're in a good place with him. His, his floor is extremely high. But I just don't think his ceiling is a title. And I think it's for all of the reasons, you know, Wilson pointed out in the last call. You know, his substitutions. I mean, we've been dealing with this substitution issue since he came in. Like, you would think, like, I, and I don't. I think it may have gotten a little bit better, but only because the quality of the team has gotten better. Does that make sense? So I think, you know, sense. yeah, what, you know, the, the, the options that, you know, he's able to bring on have improved. That's the only real reason why I think that that aspect of his coaching has improved. I think on the training pitch, it's clear that he can, he can coach, right? And he can get the best out of some of these, these young players. Um, but 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 tactic, you know, tactically, I think he's he's there. But, you know, the substitution deal, I think that's really just going to continue to hurt us. Um, I'm, I'm willing to give him one more, you know, solid window. Like, I'm really interested to see what he's going to do, because I think <clears throat> regardless of what people the credit people try to give to, you know, um, ownership or Edu, I, I think this is I think this is Mikel's deal. Like, this is his this is his team. This is. This is all about what he wants to do. He's running the ship. So I'm going to give him another window. I want Rice. I want Caicedo. 
I want who's that kid that you were mentioning from from Leipzig? I think we need a right back. Oh, Timikan, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think he's nice. I've seen some of the YouTube clips of him. I think he's. I think he's serious. Always the best source of any football. <laughs> Listen, if Clyde can do it, I can do it. You know what I'm saying? So. No, I know what you're saying. Let me let me uh, let me push you on a point. Um, in terms of the <laughs> you know the ceiling wise of Arteta, the reason why I'm not not where you're at with that side of things is because. I think the substitutions thing is a really fixable thing for a coach that is learned through the seasons that they've been at the club. And that, as you said, you've said that you've noticed like a, a small improvement in his in-game management, like not enough, which is fine. And I think fair. And, you know, from watching the channel, I've been critical of his in-game management, his substitutions and that. The reason why I think that his ceiling is that of a title is because of all of the evidences that suggest he's got the abilities as a coach to take a club there. The way in which he improves players on an individual level, I think is top. Like the way in which yeah. he transformed Granite Xhaka this season, the way yeah. in which he's improved players like Ben White, turning him into a right back yeah. and who's been arguably probably behind Kieran Trippier, the best right back in the league this season. I Couldn't think if you look more. at yep. what he's done with Saka, Martinelli, I think he's improved Zinchenko and Jesus since they moved from Man City and got more out of them. You know, 100%. Erdegaard's, you know, I mean, he's turned him into a goal-scoring machine yeah. uh, at Arsenal, yeah. you know, bre breaking records potentially if he scores another in the next two games outside of a set piece. So yeah. that on that individual level, I think his identification of talent alongside Edu has built a squad that is now second to Manchester City. And that's something that we have longed for at Arsenal for more than a decade as a team that, you know, that we sign players that we need. We need a midfielder, they went and got Partey. We need a defender, we got Gabriel and then integrated William Saliba. We need to add extra firepower in terms of the midfield and the forward line. We signed a player in Odegaard and then turned him into that. We've signed Martinelli for a good amount of money. Yes, it's not perfect. Yes, we've made mistakes in the market. But I think that oh, the number of hits that we have compared to misses are way in the favour of the people that are making those decisions. And Arteta is, you know, a big, big part of that. I think the culture that he's instilled at the club, like the, the principles mm. he has, the ruthlessness yeah. that he has, the moving out of Deadwood... You know, I think there's going to be players that move on this summer that might surprise people that they leave. Um, they may not be happy about some of them moving on, but I think they may be surprised that they're moved on. Um, that's a, that's, so a, that's those, a really good point. That's a really All good of those point. things, mate, are the reason why I see his ceiling actually at the moment with what I've seen. I think he can take Arsenal to a title. So I'll, I'll let you go for gold and then we'll, we'll move on to another caller. But I'll, yeah, I'll let you go for it, mate. Yeah, no, I think, you, you know, you bring up a lot of, a lot of great points. I just look at them almost like, you know, Fortune 500 companies that are in trouble. They hire these like turnaround managers, right? I just, I'm scared that Arteta is, you know, someone who can come in, clean it up, fix the culture. He's talented. He can take you to a really high level, especially if he has players around him. And let's be honest. I mean, some of the players he has at his disposal, you know, and he, and he, and to your, to your point, He's 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 made them better, but Thomas Party on his day is world class. But he's just been crap lately. I don't know why. Um, Odegaard is world class. He's turned Jaka world class. Saka. I mean, he has some he has some players at his disposal. Now, granted, you know he's he's turned a lot of them around. He's made them better, um, and he's gotten rid of a lot of dead wood. But that that goes back to the point of, you know, is he just is he a turnaround specialist? Will he can he right the ship, get you in the right direction? but then not, not be able to take you over the hump. And there's, and there's no shame in that. Like that is, 
like being able to just do that and do that at a really high level is it's extremely valuable like i'm not gonna i'm always gonna have love for arteta just because of i think that he's turned us around and we have you know we only have a you know you know a a, a positive pathway to go right um but I, I just think that it may be somebody else that can come in and take us over the hump now i you know you're the expert i don't know who in the world that could be um the Zerby's tactics look elite, but you know, I can't, I can't say that I've analyzed him enough to, to give him a good shout. Hey, Tom, I love your work, man. Um, I'm always going to follow man. you. Yeah. Do your thing, man. And congratulations on the wedding. Take care, buddy. Oh, thanks, bro. <laughs> it's mad that it's still not been a year since that, but yeah, no, I appreciate your kind words, my friend. I really do. Thank you for spending Absolutely. your time with us. Take care. Buddy. Thanks, mate. So in a bit, uh, always a pleasure to speak. It's, it's great, you know, I've been on Twitter for what feels like, you know, seven, eight long years. And, you know, uh, Onyx is someone that I've had conversations with, never spoken to. Um, and, you know, situations like this, realize those points. Uh, those that are in the queue um, uh, at the moment, I have left messages in the private chat in StreamYard. Do make sure you look at that. Uh, and that's why uh, Abdallah is going to be coming on next. Uh, I hope he's ready. Uh, he looks like it. Uh, Abdallah, let's get you on. How are you doing, my friend? You good? You well? Yeah, very good. Thank you, mate. Very good. Uh, you've joined us. Tell me uh, kind of the points you've seen there. You've heard, obviously, some of the discussions that we've been having as well. Um, tell me how you're feeling. Yeah, I feel I feel like this season is a pretty good season. And you can see um, the evolving the Mikel Arteta has made to us. I think it's great. But to say we bottled the league is stupid, in my opinion, because we can bottle a, a league if we need 90 uh, plus points to win it. Mm. And for me, the lack of depth we, we had in certain times of the season is because our summer window, yeah, we bring three players, two great signings, exceptional. But one, Fabio Vera, is, uh, for me, one of the worst signings of the season. I really can't think too many other bad signings um, apart from Richarlison. And I think <laughs> yeah, that, that, is, that is pretty bad, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Fabio Vieira is, has not been a success this season. You know, no, I can't disagree with you. He is, on paper probably besides Marquinhos, but he only cost three million quid, so it's difficult yes. to include him. Um, 34 million pounds on Vieira has not been justified so far. No, um, and, you know, been, go on. I think it's been very underwhelming because I I watch a lot of teams and I can I can name one Brighton player that is worse than Vieira. One, even Bonanote and Ciso. Every Brighton player is better than Vieira, so I, I really, I, I don't, I don't think was a good move, and I think the mistake of Arteta was forcing to play because if you watch the Bournemouth game when we lost, uh, when we were losing two 0 we didn't have any control of the game like we used to, and then uh, when he came off, we started to become more fluid again and. I think we deserve that win. But uh, Arteta made the same mistake and started him uh, against Southampton. And we didn't look like, like controlling the game. 
because it's too weak and too tactically. I don't think he understand the Arteta idea. And for me, he's not willing to put the to put his body on the line. So just so I've got this clear. Um at, you know, of this season, the biggest takeaway from a negative point of view for you is, other than obviously not winning the league, is the Fabio Vieira has been a big disappointment. Yes, because he's one third of, of signing. Yeah, no, he is. That's fair enough. I think when you look at the signs we've made, Zinchenko, big success. Gabriel Jesus, yes. big success. Matt yes. Turner did okay when he came yes, in. Not like amazing. Matt, he's done all right. Um, Marquinhos, you know, young guy, youth signing, yes, not on loan. Vieira has not been a success. And I've said this before, and I think you'll probably agree with me, Abdullah, on this, is that for me, where Arsenal are now at the top and fighting at the top of the league, for me, players get two seasons max to prove yes. that they are worthy of being in an Arsenal team. You know, if Fabio Vieira next season, and whether he goes on loan or stays or whatever, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, he has a season to show that he deserves to be here in that third season. If he doesn't, he needs to be sold. Do you think that's probably fair? Yeah, I think it's it's probably fair, but I really I I seen enough from him, and mm. he's not he's not that in. He's um, two seasons to reach last year Emily Smith Road levels because he's I'm I'm a, a strength conditioning coach and work in football, and he's so underdeveloped. It's it's crazy, and he's. Touch his technique is not at the highest level. It's not an Odegaard. It's not an Emery Smith Road. So I don't think he's he's gonna improve in in a such a period of time. Well, I, I hope you're wrong. I'm sure you hope you're wrong as well. We hope that Fabio yeah, Vieira yeah. succeeds, of course. Um, but you raise some fair points. Abdallah, thank you so much for your time. I, I really you appreciate think? you jumping on. From my English. I'm, I'm from Chile. No, absolutely. I think you <laughs> smashed it, mate. You did really, really well, mate. Thank you so much for coming on. Honestly. Have a good one, mate. You too. Lovely stuff. Uh, let's uh, bring in next on my list, as I said, those that are waiting in the queue, use the private chat to raise what you disagree with of the points and it lets me prioritise uh, who needs to come on. And I see that Stephen has left me a, a message. Is Stephen still here in the chat? He's not from the looks of things, so I'm going to get on NVR instead. NVR, how you doing, mate? You good, Joel? Oh, I can't. You need to I'll take yourself off mute, mate. There's a little mute button down in the bottom left. Oh, Press that. There we go. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good stuff. You've seen obviously the three points. You've heard some of the things people have been talking about as well. Tell me kind of what it is you're not particularly in line with. Um, just the second point. Just I, I would say we bottled the lead. But the thing yeah. is, um, when you say bottle, people instantly, they just think of something else. So when you say bottle, they just instantly think, uh, no, 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 no. I think if we change the word to like throw away or we didn't get it good i think people would agree but mm. what i just think is the word specifically like, like yeah okay i see what you're going with that so if you change if i change the words to arsenal did not throw away the title you know yes, maybe people, people, people would agree. that's fair enough i see you change that uh, i still personally don't necessarily see it that way reason being and i'll let you obviously respond to this is that if arsenal had won against brighton and southampton and West Ham, and Man City still win their last three games, we still don't win the league. Like, they still have enough, they still win by goal difference. So, 
that's why have you did you think about that did you consider that like even if we'd have beaten southampton beaten west ham beaten brighton and man city win against chelsea brentford brighton which they could do they might not but they could they would still win the league i mean you could have beat liverpool too and southampton could away. have beaten liverpool you're we right away. we throw away we throw away a lot of games so. mm. Mm. But I, what I would say is that I just think that when you're going up against Man City, if we were talking about Arsenal going for top four, right, let's play it out like this. And Arsenal were going for top four, and because we drew against Southampton and because we drew against Brighton and because we lost, uh, sorry, lost to Brighton and we drew against West Ham and drew against Southampton, and that cost us a top four place, and we were going up against United, Spurs, Chelsea or whoever, Newcastle now for that top four, I would absolutely turn to you and say, yeah, we threw top four away like I think we threw top four away last season. And we made some really big mistakes in, and we should have won games that we didn't, even though I think injuries were a big part of that. But this season, going up against Man City, I can't say to you that we threw away the league because ultimately, even if we won those games against West Ham, Brighton um, and Southampton and City go and win those next three games because they're a winning machine that have won their last 11. You know, they've won every single game um, since, I think, is it the Nottingham Forests uh, draw or the Man United defeat? One of those two. And I just can't get on the side of we threw it away because of what we're up against. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, I can't get it. I can't get it. Yeah, um, the other thing I want to say is uh, people, when you say, oh, we had... uh, they instantly think you want to sack Arteta and everyone. I yeah, I know. I don't think you want. I don't think you think that. No. Okay. And um, that's really what I, I want to say. I, I just really, I just think the word what was the thing I think people didn't like. Fair enough. No, I think it's a fair point. I think maybe more people would off. say we threw away the league rather than saying we bottled it. I think bottle is quite a provocative term. Um, for people but mvi it's been an absolute pleasure to speak yeah. with you thank you for jumping on and taking the time yeah thanks no problem at all thank you mate uh let's get on i can see in my chat um let's go to do, 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 do. i can see mvr and then it was i so was responded with i disagree with our point number one uh where's i so on my screen oh he's gone every time i go to the next <laughs> the person's gone. Um, let's go to uh, Basher. Uh, how you doing, my friends? You good, you well? You're on mute, my friend. That's two in a row now. Let's kick that mute button. <laughs> Bottom left hand. Uh, oh, there. Sorry, man. There yeah. Hi, Tom. How are That's you? That's all right, mate. Don't worry about it. How are you? Always good to see you. Yeah. Uh, rega- listen, oh, uh, regarding... Uh, you said you disagree slightly with the first point, so tell me. Yeah, <clears throat> I agree slightly. Yes, we did experience success, and uh, guess what? If the results we had today were this season were distributed differently the three uh, the liverpool uh, southampton west ham games were distributed all over the season and uh, were not con- uh, consequent uh, we would have been looking differently at the season uh, bottled or not bottled that's semantics for me we had a huge opportunity the way i look at it is uh, how have we developed from last season our uh, struggle, the uh, race for the top four and the race for the uh, league this season. Uh, I expected uh, our players to show more uh, maturity, uh, considering that it's their second race. I know a title race is different than, but at the end of the day, you're racing against one or more teams, points versus each other. 
So uh, that's the part I'm missing. I still saw the vulnerability, the mentality, uh, mentality-wise, towards the end of the season. I was expecting uh, much more uh, enhancement on that track. Uh, still, again, we have a, sm- a young team, uh, but although we've added some more experienced player this year, uh, I didn't see that impact. We also have a, a young uh, manager who has a lot to learn and to enhance. I'm a big believer in Arteta, so that covers your third point. However, I can't also help thinking about the last year's race and how we crumbled towards the end because of the injuries and the thin squad. However, it was our decision to go into this season with a thin squad, Tom. No one has forced us, forced that on us. Thin? Like, it's... (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, it's context, isn't it? Because I think that if you look at if, if say Arsenal's target, right? If Arsenal's target was to get to the top four this season, which I think all of us said that it was at the beginning of the campaign, that's what we thought we were going for. I don't think the squad's thin in that context. If you think that if you if you think the target is going for the league this season, then I'd agree. I think that in comparison to Man City, our squad true. is thin. But do you know what I'm saying? So yes, it was our choice to go into the season with a thin squad in the context of if we were targeting a title race but I don't think it was necessarily a thin squad for a team that was trying to qualify for the Champions League would that be a fair assessment agreed yes yes Uh, yes I give you that 100% 100% and I also uh, I'm a bit worried about our I mean I'm happy with the transfers we've enhanced a lot on the transfers However, I have a couple of question marks about our uh, scouting. We ended up getting uh, Sambi Lukonga and Vieira. And, and I'm mm. also wondering, why is it only Arsenal new additions who need time to adapt to the Premier League? Why did it not Mitoma need time to adapt to the Premier League? Why did not Gnonto? The names are endless. Only the players mm. that we get, we always end up with this argument. They, it's a Premier League and they need time to settle. Uh, I think we've uh, we need to learn from those mistakes, the uh, Vieiras, the Lukonga, and those sorts of guys. We need to add players, not just uh, good in terms of football, in terms of mentality and character, uh, and immediate impact. With all due respect, we've seen players come from Portugal, Italy, uh, Ecuador, even, and. Uh, show us impact on the spot. We cannot afford to wait for a whole season for a player to achieve his uh, uh, the, the promise that we bought him for. So I'm a bit worried about our uh, scouting. And all honesty, Modric even makes me more worried. Listen, Tom, uh, Modric would have definitely been show, been better in an Arsenal squad this second half, better than he's been with Chelsea. Is he a £90 million player? No, he's not, by all means. Even if he joined us and they gave us a couple of good games this season, I worry about the fact that we were willing to pay £90 million for this guy. And I also worry about other similar uh, incidents, like, for example, uh, last summer transfer window. We go in for Rafinha, okay? We don't get Rafinha. What do we do? Do we get another right uh, winger? No, we don't. We go in for a defensive midfield and we don't get anyone. And then we all, we're always the kings of the last day offer. And then on the last day of the transfer window, we go in for uh, the Aston Villa guy. 
uh, we're going for Mudrik. If we felt that the team needs a winger and a defensive midfielder in January, then uh, uh, going for Mudrik and paying all the money that we have for Mudrik, we would have ended up only with Mudrik. But then we get uh, Trossard and we bid 70 for Caicedo. If we are that desperate for that position, then we should have been bidding for two proper players on the right, one a winger and a defensive midfielder from the beginning of the window. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not happy with our uh, the way we move around the transfer window, Tom, and it makes me worried because, like you said, this coming window is going to be key. We need at least five big players, at least five big players, and we need to sell properly, like you said. So, uh, five big players. This is all. This is sometimes I I worry that we fall into a trap of expectation. I think when I say five big players, to me. Mm. The five players that we signed, and I agree with you, I think we need five. So I think we need two midfielders. I think we need a forward and potentially two defenders. So yeah. all of those players we sign have to be competitive with the players that we have in the starting 11. So big players to me, you know, that's what big player means to me. I think that some people might misconstrue that to say five big players means five marquee signings. Now, marquee. No, not necessarily. No, not necessarily. No, cool. I just no. wanted so, to clarify that point. No, no. A, a big player uh, in terms of football, in terms of uh, characters, in, tar- in terms of grit and grinta. So uh, someone in the comments was saying uh, Tillemans and Zaha for uh, free, for example. I'd be happy with Zaha. I'd consider Zaha a big player, for example, if we get Zaha, for example. It doesn't have to be big money, but someone that uh, we know can uh, fit and uh, can give us the 18-man squad, 18-same-level man squad that we can uh, compete with. Appreciate your time on the show. I think you've raised some absolutely fair points and a good discussion as well. Really appreciate it, my friend. Thanks, man. Take care. Always a pleasure. Speak to you soon. Much appreciate uh, Bash's time on the show. Raised some really good points, and I agree with him. I think the transfer window this summer is going to be great. I think, yes, there are absolutely reasons to have some reservations about what you know we've done. Laconga, Vieira, Tavares. Don't fill me with confidence. But you know what? Jesus, Zinchenko, um, Trossard's. Erdegaard, Gabriel, Partey, um, all do fill me with confidence that there is a lot of good work that we do in the transfer window as well. And that's why I'm still very optimistic about what we might do this summer. Um, I promised Isowa, who has returned uh, to us uh, and his technical difficulties are hopefully well and good. Uh, Isowa, how are you doing, my friend? Good to see you as always. Hello, Tom. How are you? It's been a while. Yeah, very good, mate. Very, very good. Um, yeah. Tell me, I think, is it the first point that you're contentious with is it the first one yeah 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 uh, yeah i mean all your points are well made well thought of uh but the first one is, but you can add context to each one like caveats Absolutely. i mean the first point is arsenal has of course arsenal have done well this season because uh last season we were not in the champions league uh at all i mean mm. it's the europa league but then uh yeah so this season is successful if you just isolate this season alone uh, I mean, like, this season will hinge upon what we do next season. We cannot isolate, uh, isolate it alone by itself. Uh, because, yeah, of course, uh, this season, uh, in the playback, I cannot hear you You replying to me. I don't know. No, I'm, no, I'm agreeing with you. I just said 100%. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so that, because, I mean, if you look at the season where Leicester won it, they seized upon an opportunity and uh, 
they won the title, right? And that's a fluke. That's once not a fluke. It's a once in a lifetime uh, opportunity. It's luck of the draw, miracle, whatever you want to call it. And if you look at Arsenal that season, we could have added strength upon depth uh, in the in the January transfer window. I mean, the Gunnar talk was not alive back then. There was no live Gunnar talk back then, or else I would have raised that point with you that time too. But I'm telling you, like, in, we didn't add opponents, so we lost that chance. And then we had the 2007-8 season, 15-16 season. And then this is the latest, what we, we, we can call as the latest title charge, correct? But, but, but I don't, this season cannot be seen as success unless we do something with it next season in the Champions League. If we progress through the, I mean, Arteta, as uh, let's just say the domestic cups, he's not done well with it, uh, apart from the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got knocked out by Man City in the FA Cup this year, um, and obviously away from home at the Etihad. Uh, the other, the League Cup was Brighton um, at home, who played. You know, that League Cup game was like for me the league cup and i don't i i don't want to be that guy that you know discredits a tournament but like the league cup has got to a stage where it's so far down people's priorities and clubs priorities that like i barely use it as a measurable thing measuring stick you don't measure. use it as a measuring stick as a progress yeah, man united won it man united won it this year yeah. and and do you know what people said after they won it yeah. like, i don't care <laughs> like, like I, I couldn't care less that Man United won the League Cup. I really couldn't. But, 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 Tom, don't you think that Arsenal? When was the last time Arsenal have won a mid-season cup that could spur the, spur the players on and give them extra motivation? With Man United, it's a different story because, I mean, if you look at Man United, Man United, they won at least a European Cup in the span that we won four FA Cups. So, if you con- consider it, I, winning a cup is not a bad thing, no matter the. The prestige of the cup, Tom. So yeah. I, I, oh, get, I, I get. I agree on that. And that's why I say it's always a danger of you discrediting a tournament. But I, the re, I didn't care that Man United won that cup because Arsenal were going for a league title this season. Like it didn't. It didn't matter to me. And I think that the FA Cup is different. The FA Cup to me is really important as a trophy, not only in Arsenal's history, um, but in English football as well. And I think that if Arsenal won the FA Cup, it's a great achievement that I would talk about always. However. The importance of this season and what you've done in your opening monologue was to highlight something really important. And it also links into what I believe about the, quote, success of this season. The success of this season is still very much dependent upon what we do with it in terms of going forwards to next season. We can't rest on it. We can't take it for granted. We have to go forwards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we cannot rest on our laurels because nobody will. I mean, okay, now we're living in the present, right, Tom? But nobody will remember this in the next 10 years. Nobody will say Arsenal came second. What an achievement. What, yeah, what a success it was. If we didn't do anything with it. Yeah. If we didn't do anything with it next season or the season upon. I mean, if we go to the Champions League and we know the Champions League has not been favourable, we mm. didn't win in the Champions League. Although, if Barcelona get indicted, which is, I'm praying, I'm praying for that, we could get our cups back. Uh, Champions League Cup. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, the legal process with Barcelona, I don't know, with referees and all. I don't know if we can no get out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're going through legal troubles, transfers, I don't know, whatever. But I mean, other than the final that we had with Henry, Champions League has not been favorable. And I will 
what the odds of us winning the Champions League are not very high. It's very slim. But if we if we reach maybe the last 16, last not the, not the last 16, last eight or last four, that would be amazing. I will take I will grab that with because we're still t- challenging. I mean, the same way we were challenging until the last four or five games of this uh, season of the Premier League, we would be challenging if we have entered the knockout stages deep into the Champions League in the April, May, February uh, uh, months. So that's what I would want. I would want Arteta to hone in on the problems that he had this season, whether it was injury or the lack of form in some players that have dipped all of a sudden. Uh, scan the players. I mean, uh, uh, like Holding, like you said, we cannot blame Holding because he's the fourth centre-back choice. I mean, now, since Arteta has seen that, I would like him to recognize that and just cover all his bases for next season till the fourth, fifth depth choice because we don't want any excuses next season. I mean, Arteta, all these years, he, I, uh, for three and a half years, he's been with the club and he had a lot of stuff to do to clean the cl- culture and take sell-on players with the contracts terminated and stuff like that. Now... Besides that one FA Cup, there has to be more titles alongside his name. Even though if it's the the Carabao Cup, at least he will have something in his name that says, "All right, it's just it's not just about the Champions League places." Because we, as Arsenal fans, have experienced Champions League places for twenty years, and 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 I will just give you a human side of it, Tom. I mean, us as supporters, uh, we are there no matter what, but. This is a new crop of players, a new, a new manager, a new sporting director. Uh, the Cronkies are now outright the owners of the club. So we will be there no matter what happens to the club, right? But it does dent your spirit when you see uh, the same mistakes, albeit with a new crop of players, a new identity of players. A new, I mean, uh, the times when we were in the Champions League, we were there. But we didn't really do anything with it. So right now, I look at it as going back to square one because we have been there as fans. We have seen Arsenal in the Champions League. We have history with it. But we didn't really do anything with it. You understand me? Mm. Yeah. So that's uh, what, uh, yeah. No, I think... That's what, yeah. Sorry, I, I'm listening and typing at the same time. It's a, it's a challenging task. Um, but no, I, I, I hear what you say. I think that when it comes to to Arsenal, as I've said before, you know, this season will only, as you say as well, you know, I'm not going to remember this season in 10 years if we didn't do something with it. You know, it's, it will go down as a season of a false promise, false potential, you know, uh, a what could have been type season. Um, that's that's what it will be. Um, so, you know, it's for me always going to be about the context of next season and what this leads into. And, I, you know, I, and what I think this season has done is given me great optimism, you know, for next season. It's great, given me great hope and great feeling of positivity about what this team is capable of if we add what we need to add, if we do, which is obviously another big if, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of phone-in shows over the summer window where we'll be talking about transfers. But, you know, at the end of the day, the, the word success for me, yes, it always comes down, as you say, I saw what's uh, the context of what we do next year. But I see success in this season because we took that next step. We've taken that step forwards. We've progressed. And I don't buy the you have to have won a trophy for it to be called a success because, I, you know, if, if you were offering me fifth place in an FA Cup or this season, I'm taking this season all day long, all day uh, long. Top. Yeah, I agree with you. How about not finishing second, finishing, say, third, plus an FA, FA Cup, plus 
with the with the contingency of adding upon what we're going to add this season. How about that? Well, I think then that's you obviously add different kind of context to it. The point of the question is that it's yeah. the point of the question about fifth place and a trophy is it's designed to highlight that a trophy is not always success. If you offered me Champions League qualification, we build on it next season and we've got a trophy this year, then obviously you lean towards taking the piece of silverware because you've got that you know, assurance that you've not only got Champions League football, but you're pushing forward to next season. But the point of offering fifth place and a trophy is to highlight that a trophy is not always what will determine a successful season if what you've done in that season pushes you on to potentially getting close to even bigger and, and better things. Um, so I thank you, mate, for your, for your time. Yeah. I've got half an hour left and three more callers to get through. So I no, appreciate no, no. you jumping You're on. You're Tim and, Tom, and... the hardest working man on YouTube. Have a, have a great one. <laughs> Thanks, bro. I'll All speak right. to you soon. Have a good one. Much appreciate. I so it was time. Um, just for those that are waiting down below, uh, I have been using the private chat throughout the call um, for those that are involved. Uh, I've got time for three more callers who I have told who they are. Um, so sorry that I haven't been able to get to everybody. Um, it's just the way that it goes, I'm afraid. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people that are trying to jump onto the call. So thank you. And uh, I'll be doing plenty more phone-in shows throughout the summer. Uh, I need to be wrapped up by half seven. So let's crack on with Egal. Egal, how are you doing, mate? You good, Joel? I'm doing good, Tom. Hope everything's well. Um, I just wanted to come on. Obviously, I don't listen to the people with the narrative saying the season's a failure, yelling and screaming that the season's a failure. But at the same time, I don't classify the season as an outright success because... I, I don't view what once the once the once the opportunity arose that we could win the league, that is massive progression based on the fact that we were challenging for the league. But I don't view progression in its own as success. I would have said if there was tangible silverware or something that we can walk away from the season and be like, that is the that is something memorable that we can hold on to in the history books, then yes. But there's really we really made no history. I would have wanted us to maybe challenge and try to go as far as possible in the in the Europa League and maybe try to win that. In the case that we didn't win the league, I would maybe we could have done uh, won a domestic cup. But the fact that we didn't get any tangible silverware with it or anything else to go with the with the title challenge, we're gonna basically remember the season as the season where we pushed on. But next season, as the caller earlier said, if we don't go on to win it, this step will be viewed as one of many different seasons where we came close and didn't finish. It won't be viewed as success. So I really do believe the word success, the word bottle, these words, we're being very particular with words. As you know, I had an issue with another guy using another word to describe the players. I feel like the words that we use to describe this season, the way that we describe the players, basically identifies what type of fan we are rather than what we actually think. Because I would say you're more optimistic of the future based on the fact that you're using the word success, where I would say I'm trying to be more in the middle where I would say, you know what, we've had progression, but I wouldn't classify it as full success. Yeah, I mean, you keep using obviously words like full success or a complete success, you know, and, you know, if, you, if you're using the terminology along those lines, I think then you're talking about the fact that we won the league. It's a massive success, a huge success. I'm seeing successes, you know, within the progression that we've made this season towards those goals. That's what I'm considering a success in, in those terminology. So I completely see what you're saying. And I agree that, you know, this season's not been an outright success in the sense of what we wanted to achieve in the end was a title and we've not done that. But do you see what I'm saying regarding, you know, the experience of the season that, that we go forward from here? We take that next step. And next season, you know, the expectation is to get closer, even closer to potentially winning that title. You know, I'll ask you this because, you know, I, I respect your opinion a lot. And I think you're a grounded uh, person with the viewpoints that you bring up, Agal. In terms of 
the expectation. I often say that for me, whilst Man City are our opponents, I can never go into a season going, my expectation is to win the league. I can't expect that because of who we're up against. But what yeah. I do expect next season is a better challenge than we put up this season. Would that be a fair representation? 100%. But we also have to view where we are going coming out of the transfer window. Because if... Because if we come out of the transfer window and we don't have a good window, it will it will it will make me question the direction mm. that, that we're trying to head on to. Because mm. we cannot slow down. We have to now keep the pedal on the metal. And I trust the Cronkies because what they've done in their other sports that they're going to do it with Arsenal. There's a window of opportunity we have with these players, and we need to reach it. And in order to reach it, we need more experience, more strength and depth, more quality. And the the goal is to to get to Man City's level. But similar to how Man City needed to get the Aguero moment, similar to how other clubs needed that moment, to, Liverpool needed the Champions League, I think we need a moment of tangible success where we can say, you know what, this is where we push on. And that's where I'm hopeful that we can win a domestic trophy next season and try to go as far as possible in the Champions League. I'm not delusional to think we're going to win the Champions League. I think quarterfinals, semifinals would be very successful. I think round of 16 would be realistic. Based, uh, based on the fact that we might be in pot three and in the league, if we don't if we don't challenge again, we at least have to be number one or number uh, number two. We can't we can't be like dropping down the pecking order to challenging for top four again. That is what I would deem on. Uh, I wouldn't say unsuccessful. I would just say that's what I would deem as a regression. Yeah, if we go backwards, I think it's unsuccessful. Like I can't I can't justify success in going backwards. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, I, we have to challenge the title next season. Like that's that's what we've we we can't turn around and say we've overachieved this year by challenging for the title and then next year if we don't then challenge for the title that oh well because we overachieved this season you know we were never expected to do that that soon it was always natural that we go back but no we can't do that like we have to always as the club says as its new motto is always forward you know we have to be 100%. going that direction. And, and I'm just gonna wrap up oh, with one yeah. squad yeah. depth. Squad death, squad death, squad death. Please, if if we do anything this season, going into next season, we need to have the squad death ready to compete on all fronts. Because Champions League is not Europa League, we won't be able to rotate as much. That's that's the that's the final thing yeah. that they should address. Because I know you probably is, is seen all the rumors about the transfers. We need at least five quality players, and if you can get a yeah. sixth, that'd even be better. But thank you for having me, Tom. No, always a pleasure, mate. Always a pleasure to chat with you. Thanks for your time. See you soon. Much appreciated, Gal. You can check out his channel. He's got his own YouTube channel. You should definitely uh, give it a watch. Uh, next on my list, penultimate guest to the evening is Shano. Uh, how are you doing, Shano? You good? You well? Yeah, I'm good. Could have been better had we been in a position of strength to win the league. Maybe. So let's start with your first point. Uh, okay. I, I want to actually talk about all three uh, yeah. very, very quickly. So, Tom, Arsenal have... Ex, uh, experienced a season of progress. I don't think it's mm. been a success. I think it's been a season of progress. To quantify success, you need titles, you need trophies, you need silverware. Even if that's a Carabao Cup, even if that's you know the Community Shield, but Whoa, you need something <laughs> at the at the end of. But but you need something to keep the players happy and motivated, because if and the narrative since it is uh, you know to to the point number two that. A lot of people are saying that we've bottled the league or the title. So, obviously, at, at a certain point, it could negatively affect the players. But if we deep into history, recent history, what we've done is 
uh, last season people said we bottled the top four place and we'd never have a better chance at top four again playing one game a week this year we got top four and we not only got top four but we actually challenged for the title so i think the mentality is there from the players but i still think that not winning a trophy even if it's the europa league if, if we targeted the europa league instead of the league get top four and then go for europa league i think that would have been a successful season filled with progress so we've had a season of progress but we haven't had success now to your point number two about arsenal did not bottle the league we'll go to point number two let me ask you yeah. point number one otherwise yeah sure um i'm going to ask you the question my yeah yeah, yeah. Question. James Curry in the chat box is having nightmares about. Um, if I offered you fifth place and the FA Cup or this season, what would you pick? Absolutely this season. We've won the so, FA Cup so many times. Doesn't it come across like a big contradiction to say that like an FA Cup is a, a, a cup, a silverware is success, but you've picked the route where you said we've not had success over what you then said was success. Do you see what I'm saying? No, uh, I understand your point. And no, yes, okay. but everything isn't so black and white, Tom, you know, because you need yeah. progress in a certain way to have success. Had we not won a trophy for eight years, which we didn't, we went through a trophy drought and we got top five if we finished fifth and we got a trophy, which is the FA Cup, in that context, that season would have been a success because we needed a trophy first. But this season was about, uh, obviously, getting top four. In that sense, yes, it's progress. But I I'm not going to quantify it as success because we showed that we can do more. We showed that we can win around 30 games a season. And when we can do that, then obviously, at the end of the day, you prefer to have won something, to have shown that you've you've also progressed i'm just thinking from a player's perspective when they look back at this season uh you know whether there's going to be more regret or more happiness at the end of it and whether that regret turns into something of a scar which mentally hurts them later on because this is two seasons in a row people have said we've bottled it whereas i don't think we've bottled it in a single season which is why i was coming to my point number two that uh, you know you're a presenter in the making <laughs> go for it <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've done radio shows for about a decade in, in Bangla, though, in my native tongue. <laughs> so um, we did not bottle the league. But, you know, as you said, that injuries, Manchester City uh, winning and winning and winning, that created pressure. And what do you call bottling? You call bottling losing when you know you can win this. Losing it from a position of winning, the fear of w not winning, gripping over, and then you actually failing from a position of strength. If if we go by definition, I'm not look. I don't have a dictionary up in front, but I guess this is as close as, as it gets. Yeah, in the, the Webster's <laughs> dictionary, but yeah, go. On. Yeah, and then what we've done this season is, to a certain degree, the pressure that Man City has put on us has caused us to wilt. I'll give you the last match as an example. Brighton, had that match happened before the Man City game, I'm telling you, Tom, the chances that we missed in, in, in the first half, we probably take a few of those. Yes, you know, on another day, we, we, we win it. Uh, and, and I personally felt that you could even feel like from, I, I was hearing what Charles Watts said after, after the match in, in his video, that you could feel in the stadium that there was a sense of disappointment that 
Man City had won against Everton and another step closer to the title and that sort of sucked the life out of the fans to a certain degree and who were in the stadium and probably that affects the players as well so that is pressure and that pressure but I don't want to call it bottling that's a very harsh word you don't bottle the league against Manchester City who get 92 points minimum every season apart from the one season or two seasons Pep Guardiola has an average of 92 points per season throughout his managerial career that is insane which is why i consider him the greatest manager of all time that's a debate for another day i know sir alex ferguson comes into the mix as well but yeah so now that we've discovered the machine that is pep and manchester city we've discovered it because previously we've never had to battle them one-on-one we've never been in the title race against pep guardiola's manchester city now that we've discovered it now we know what what it is how it feels and and it's difficult so winning the premier league for me is the toughest thing in world football right now, even tougher than winning the Champions League because you need 90 plus points to win win it. 90 points. That means you need to win 30 matches. Maybe. <laughs> and, and so, Arsenal, at the end of this season, I hope that, uh, before I come to point number three, that they spend on the right players because we need a squad that's like City squad, not big in numbers, but massive in quality. You can change five, six players a match and they can come in and they can keep the same level of performance and they can keep the same level of, uh, you know, dynamics ab- about the whole play. And since we are a, uh, what do you call it, a juego de posición, a positional play team, so we need players that are versatile on multiple positions like a Moises Caicedo who can come in and do a job and uh, do it to a very high level on certain positions. Take it over, Matt. He's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. <laughs> it's your show. <laughs> so, no, yeah, that, that's no, my point number two. can come in and take over. Like He's that good. You know, he's that good. Yeah. So, the third point. Yeah. So, to the third point, you know what? I... I agree that Mikel Arteta is one of the best things. I'll say one of the best things to have happened to Arsenal in the last decade. But who got Mikel Arteta into this job? People want to say KSE out. People want to say Kroenke's out. It's the silent stand. He, he was silent. Yeah, the best thing to happen to Arsenal in the last decade plus. Is that what you're about to say? Hear me out. <laughs> so... Uh, Empty it. Go on. I love this. Is great. Go on. Yeah, yeah, because at the end of the day, if not for the Kroenkes, this whole system that's in place right now doesn't happen. And you see other teams like Chelsea, Lampard was talking about before that. I think Potter was talking about it. That Arsenal are, are the sort of team to follow if you want to follow a process and go straight to the top. We are going straight to the top and we followed a certain process. Previously, it was Liverpool. People were saying that, see how they do it with a less budget than Manchester City. Now they're talking about Arsenal because we've also added a youth project on, on top of it. And, and we're doing it in a certain way with, where other teams are, are taking notice. And I saw a lot of people uh, prior to me coming on talking about Brighton and their players. Uh, I completely disagree. I don't think Mitoma took one game to like come into the Premier League and do well. Or the same doesn't apply for any of their players that came in and just did well. You, you don't watch every single game in Brighton. Uh, Deserbi has a win percentage of around 50%. Would you take Deserbi over Mikel Arteta, even though Deserbi is brilliant with some of his tactics? Right. I mean, if Arteta for some reason turns terrible, he'd probably be my next in line. But, you know, I, I wouldn't swap them, no. 
I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that Deserby would be he would he's the he's the coach that he's the I'll tell you what he's the flavor of the month or the flavor of the season at the moment because he was so good before though that, like if you watched him if you watch what he did at Sassuolo like you can yeah. see what was their win percentage philosophy was you know you could see what the plan was you could see what was going to happen with Brighton you could see that what Potter had achieved at Brighton was going to go to the next level with Deserby's style like he lives and breathes progression energy get the ball back as soon as possible and I think you know I I worry that Liverpool will end up getting Deserby to replace Klopp good for them (laughs) good for them good for them Deserby's never had a big big club to manage, I know the same can be said for Mikel, but Mikel has shown that he can manage a big club and he can manage a big club and you know exceed their expectations, which is you know give us a title fight. Deserbi, I I love his tactics. I love how he's playing out from the back. I love how even Pep Guardiola is influenced by uh, Roberto Deserbi. Pep Guardiola is also influenced by Mikel Arteta this season by playing four center back types at, at the back four. People don't talk about that. People talk about how Deserbi is influencing Premier League. Mikel Arteta has done that this season. People don't talk about that. I I appreciate what Deserbi does, but he's never had a higher win percentage of more than fifty in any of the clubs he's managed. Deserbi will lose a lot of games. He will, he will, because that's just his high-risk, high-reward high system. And I haven't seen Deserbi change much according to the opposition. You don't get slapped 5-1 by Everton one match and then win the next game 3-0. Fair under our tech, we don't change too much towards the opposition. We um, kind of focus on ourselves. Yes, to a certain extent, I agree. But also, I think that we've evolved a lot under Arteta right in front of our eyes. We played with the back five when we first started under Arteta. We had a completely different squad. And now we've changed. We've evolved our squad. So let Arteta cook. I think we're in phase three right now out of phase five. Don't don't get it twisted. I don't want to swap them. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I understand. I understand. So, sorry. I think think we went off topic a little bit. But... The, the key aspect here is you need to give the owners credit. Them taking full ownership is one of the best things to have happened to our club, for sure, along with Mikel Arteta. Ever since they've taken full ownership, they've spent in every transfer window. They've looked to buy good players. Yes, they've made mistakes, but that's not entirely on them as much as it is on some of their experience and inexperience. And they've learned from it. They've gotten rid of Raul Sanyehi. They've gotten rid of Sven Mistentat. They've Given Edu the role, they picked Arteta, Edu, with Vinay Venkatesham. Everybody's got a certain synergy along with Per Mertesacker as well. The club has a particular synergy, which which it never did. And yes, you can say Mikel Arteta gets 50% of the credit. But I'll give 30% of the credit to the owners as well. And the rest 20 to the rest of them. But that's how I feel that, yes, he's one of the best things to happen. I, I, I think you raise a very, very fair point. You know, if it weren't for the Super League chaos, you know, I think that we'd probably be, you know, that they, you'd look at that post-2018 situation and go, well, not faultless, but, you know, it's pretty much close to what you'd want the owners to be doing beyond spending even more money. But we've seen what that can do to a club like Chelsea, Tom, not necessarily equal success. Absolutely, I completely understand why we'd want to be in the Super League if there is a there is a top oh, no, no, tier no, league I, happening I, somewhere. I, I understand yeah. absolutely, and if it would yeah. have happened, I understand why they did what they did. It was just the the way that the whole thing was 
went that it went about it, it could have been done far worse has happened in football already sorry worse has happened in football already in football? you have state owned clubs the yeah, fans no. aren't the fans aren't the aren't the be all and end all in in football right but <laughs> what i think fans showed is during that period is that they certainly should be and can be and that's one Counted. of the reasons Absolutely, but there have been times where they haven't been counted, and bigger, bigger things have happened. Bigger decisions have gone through. I, I'm telling you, Tom, if money wasn't involved in this, Super League brings you money. But if Premier League and 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 the changes that UEFA made, if they didn't change up and they didn't increase the uh, the amount of money the bigger clubs would be getting, this thing could still happen. This thing could oh, still happen. I, I'm and, almost certain that the Champions League is is merging into something that it will yeah. basically be akin to the Super League anyway. So, Ashanul, I'm very conscious of the time, and I've still got one more. Absolutely, absolutely. We've got eight minutes left. You managed I to go through all three points, and I think you've smashed them. So, thank you. Before so before before I leave, I just want to say that uh, thank you to Granite Shaka for the service that you've given. Uh, the news broke a few hours ago. Um, him leaving, obviously, and, and, and I think we spoke about it on Twitter as well, that I do see us probably parting ways with Jacques and Partey and probably redoing the whole midfield. That's another topic for another day. Looking forward to having more of these live shows with you. Do this on a weekly basis, Tom. <laughs> I wish I had the time. <laughs> I'll try throughout the summer window, mate. I will try. Thank you for coming on, mate. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Massive appreciation to Shanor and uh, uh, a massive appreciation to the most patient man in the Arsenal community. It's Albert. <laughs> uh, thank you. I'm sorry that we've only got five minutes uh, now because I need to be off. Tom, 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 five minutes is enough. Don't worry about it, man. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell me where your head's at, mate. We've obviously, you've been sitting and listening to obviously a lot of what people have had to I, say I and, uh, and stuff. So tell me where your head's at. Uh, well, when I saw you, you put mission statement, I thought, oh, God, what's he put now? Oh, my God. Right. So, <laughs> Tom, um, yeah, you know what? For me, it's um, it's been a massively, it's been a massive progressive season. Um, mm. Success, I wouldn't say, because oh. I, I would have I, I said success if we've been, you know, come the end of May, you know, we pick up that beautiful trophy again after, after a 19, 20-year hiatus. So, but it's, it's Tom. It's not. It's not necessarily a negative thing to say that it's been a massively progressive season. And if we if we'd won our last, if we won our last two games and if we'd beat Brighton, we would have matched um, the points total from the Invincibles, which is quite remarkable when you kind of think about it. Um, I mean, if we, I'm pretty sure. No, sorry, go on. I'm gonna. I just gotta do some research. I'll yeah, come back that's right. Yeah, I think we we got ninety this season, didn't we? Um, so mm. uh, where am I now? Completely lost now. No, I'm not. Uh, success failure yeah so um extreme a very very progressive season because the main thing i said arsenal would get top four this season i know my exact words were we would just get top four finish ahead of spurs those were my exact words Tom. um hmm. but arsenal have done better than that they've obviously got back into champions league finishing second um and mounting a title challenge Nobody saw that in the metrics or the KPIs, whatever words you want to use or phrase you want to use. Nobody saw that. So an extremely progressive season, but not successfully, Tom. Um, I found of, out what I was researching. If we well, win our last two games and we end on 87 points, that will be the yeah. same as the double winning season of 2002. Cool. So, so good, good stat. Good stat. I knew I could yeah. rely on you, Tom. I knew I could, man. But um, <laughs> yeah, the whole bottle thing, I don't want to spend too much time on it, Tom, because I just find it quite... 
I find it tiresome. Um, and actually, it seems to be a lot of rival clubs that I keep mentioning that word. It's either it's either bottled bottling or it's failure. Um, and I agree with what you said earlier in the stream throughout the course of how long the stream you've been doing it for, is when between your own fans are having countless conversations calling your team bottle jobs and failures, that's a bit of a concern. I've got to be honest it's with odd you. behaviour, mate, is what it is. It's, it's, it's very odd. Um, because you've been you've been we've been crying as Arsenal fans to see um Arsenal being competitive mm. and challenging. And to me, you can't have it both ways because if you're gonna praise Man City and call them the juggernaut and you know the sharks and whatever else you want to call them, you know, they're a very, very good side. They're more than a good side, actually. Um, they, they could potentially do the treble. So it's just a shame Arsenal have run out of petrol in the tank, Tom. That's the best way I can describe it. I think mentally, I think the team's been gone for a while, if I'm being honest. Um, and I thought the result against Brighton was a culmination of the last four or five weeks, to be honest, mate. Um, and sort of to your last point, quickly, because I know, you've got, I know you're, on a, you're on a time slot, Tom. Um, right, great, yeah. So um, to be fair, Tom, I think it is easy to say he is the best thing that's happened. One, because... Um, Let's be honest as Arsenal fans, we haven't had a lot to cheer about. Um, yes, you might count the FA Cups in between that, of course you can. But in terms of an Arsenal fan and what we've been used to in terms of standards and what we've won before, it's not been great. But um, people talk about culture change and and getting the right players in and, and, and moving players on. And he's been a huge, huge part of that. In terms of league title talk, and we spoke about this, Tom, on your beautiful, fantastic honeymoon series. I remember it very clearly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I said I couldn't see him winning a league title with Arsenal personally. Um, because I, I, I and I and I say that because mm. people speak about the 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 age of the squad and I and sort of off the top of my head the back at then, you know, I thought in terms of Arsenal challenging for a league title, I thought there's about three, four years off of it. Um it's happened to Arteta now competing. Do you see him winning a title at Arsenal? Oh, um, I'm going to say no, Tom, and I'm I know, and I'm only going to say that mm. because I think it's dependent on can we can we manage being back in Champions League football and mm. pushing for a league title, and and on top of that, it'd be interesting to see what happens in terms of dynamic with Liverpool. The dynamic yeah. Chelsea watch going there. I think that and Ten Hag obviously having a season under his belt. I think that's massive, massive key factors. Um, because I think a lot of people's gripe in terms of the league title, Tom, us obviously us not getting it over the line. Um, was the fact that we went out of both domestic cup competitions quite early, and obviously getting knocked out by Sporting Lisbon in the um in the Europa League. So having one game a week and being in a position we were missed opportunity, Tom. Missed opportunity is the key word. Just. Think. 30 second question. Um, <laughs> yeah. if we added two, if so, we let me for a hypothetical scenario add, add Rice, add Caicedo, add a forward, add two defenders. And when I say add players without naming them, I'm talking about players that compete with the existing starters that we've got. Then, do you think Arteta could win a title? Yes, okay, because that, two that's where players... I'm at. That's if, yeah. if Arteta's not backed, no, I don't think we can. 100%. If, if, no. we, if we get what we need and what we can all see we need, I think we can. Albert, thank you so much for being so patient and then for accepting such a short slot as well. I really do appreciate it. <laughs> it's all right, Tom. Thanks, man. We'll do a show exclusively together, mate. Don't worry. We'll jump on. I'll look forward to it, Tom. I'll look forward to it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Cheers, bro. I'll speak to you soon. Take care, bro. Have a good one. Uh, a massive thank you to Albert and all of our callers uh, for today's show. I have got now to shoot. I've received several messages from the missus saying, when are you getting off the show? So, uh, you know, you're in trouble uh, and I have to move. So, but thank you, everybody that's tuned in. Thank you to everybody that's jumped on and given their points of view. Um, I think it's been successful. I think we've had a really good chat, some really good points, some really good debates. Well had, well made. And uh, I look forward to the next one. I'll probably be doing another phone-in show uh, when the season's finished and we've had a great chance to kind of you know, know where we're definitely at. And I'm sure we'll do further phone-in shows throughout the transfer window as well. So make sure you're subscribed. If you follow me at the Guna Talk TV on Twitter, I usually tweet when we're doing that. Um, I warn you off turning notifications on the Twitter account because I get into arguments with people and you don't need to see that coming up on your your notifications. Uh, But thank you for listening. I will see you tomorrow morning, bright and early, 8am, to bring you the next edition of the Arsenal News Show. But other than that, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'll speak to you soon. Have a fantastic Tuesday evening. Let's hope that Milan can make a bit of a game with it tonight. And uh, as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18-plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.